Good morning. This is Will Dick with the Art of Floundering Podcast. This is our morning show. I didn't call it Wake and Bake Morning Show, but that would be inaccurate. I have a dental appointment today and I have to drive. So this is not Wake and Bake until I get back. So this is Wake and Wait. Anyway, welcome to the Art of Floundering Podcast. Normally our morning show runs from 9 to 11. That's not really a morning show, but... It's, cl- it's called the Close Enough Morning Show, I guess. Anyway, big day today. It's just going to be pretty short. This is just an announcement that we that we will not be uh, that we will not be doing a show today, man. We are just going to be. I mean, well, we're not going to do a show at nine. We'll do this. What am I going to talk about, man? Wes is not here, so it's just me, man. Like last night. Well, let's talk about a couple things. I have a, I am in contact with somebody. Um, bear with me. I kind of don't want to. Good morning, Radio Part. Last we're starting a show a little bit earlier today. Wes won't be here. We'll probably do something later, but I have something at nine, so I figured, what the heck? And I had an announcement. Well, sort of an announcement. Uh, been in touch with a gentleman. Been in touch with a gentleman from the American Crime Journal. Another gentleman, uh, he works with a person by the name of Lynn Packer, who is an investigative journalist. They're currently doing uh, a piece on Operation Underground Railroad and the Nazarene Fund. These are non-quote nonprofits run by Tim Ballard. Um, they, the, this particular charity has been under investigation by the uh, district attorney in Utah. I forgot the county. I forgot the county. I'll look up the county. Um, there are, there are stories, uh, and I don't want to get into the stories because, you know, I'm not a journalist, dude. And, and so, and what I don't want to turn this into is just slamming somebody. I mean, I got my opinions, trust me on what this fucking Ballard guy is all about. Um, and I don't think we're sending in fucking hit teams into Afghanistan to rescue persecute, persecuted people. It's just fucking unbelievable, the nonprofit scams that pop up and take advantage of good people in horrible situations. We have people who need help, and we don't need operation. Never mind. Well, we'll see. But anyway, I'm in touch with him, and we'll see what they got to say. I also wrote, I'm just small time, but I wrote the Nazarene Fund, Operation Urban Rescue, and I said, hey, Charity Watch has you as a question mark because your, trans- your fucking finances aren't transparent. Your board... You say everything's top secret, so you can't really reveal any information. That's that's it, it goes on and on and on. You know, I mean, the one thing that caught my eye was I watched this documentary about him, and this is right when I got out of the hospital. And in this documentary, uh, I forget what he calls his fucking teams. It's fucking joke of operators. But uh, he goes, ah, we got a team of operators down here in Haiti. You know, they fl- it's just, you got to see this, man. It's like people in a tavern league softball decide to travel and fucking create mayhem. Hey, man, we're Americans. Let's go over. And, and see, the other thing, it's not movies. It's not TV, man. You know, we, we, we just can't, like, go into fucking other countries as fucking whoever, with civilians, and just do this. And it's just unbelievable. So anyway, you, you know, it'll be very interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm really curious. I mean, you know, honestly, well, well I don't know. It, it, it's, 
you know, the, the, there's numbers that Operation Underground Railroad throws out there. And you're just like, wow, man, we have that many millions of people that are known in this in this thing. And, and this is the first I've ever heard of this, man. And, you know, anyway, so Operation Underground Railroad, I, I have not formed a, an official opinion on them yet. They just... um. You know, I was kind of looking when I when I got. I was there was it's really interesting. I was there was an organization called Wounded Warriors Project. I was very interested in in doing some work for in my post corporate life. They had a bit of a scandal, and uh, I, a bunch of bunch of different nonprofits caught my eye. But one of the things that's really kind of disappointing, man. And gosh, I don't want to talk out of my ass. Okay, because there are many, many good and we only talk about bad and outliers. But man, oh, man, you, you know, it, it, it. For example, there's this there's this fund and I'm not going to say the fund because I, I really want to have this person on to talk about. But they, this particular charity set up this fund and they're taking donations. But when you look in the fine print. It's not a 501c3, this particular organization that's doing donations. It's a for-profit limited liability corporation, LLC, which from a high level means that if it goes bankrupt, the people that are, quote, the owners, they, they're not personal, their personal finances aren't at stake, basically. You can sue the company, but not them as individuals. Pretty interesting, isn't it? Pretty interesting setup. Anyway. Um, but it, it, it don't don't judge because, like, I mean, if I were ever to, it would be an LLC. So you can't really judge this, but it's not a nonprofit. But it doesn't say that, right? And it's, it uses weasel words. It's kind of like when you deal with a degree mill, all right? And and you go, are you accredited? And they can't answer that question, yes or no. What they'll do is they'll give you eighteen fucking paragraphs before they get to the non-answer, which is basically, no, we're not accredited. But we still want fucking $30,000 a credit hour for our fake fucking whatever degree it is we're going to fucking pawn off on you. That's another sad story. You look at people desperate. They're, they're, they're looking to better themselves, man. And, I mean, I wish there were easy way. Trust me. So there was a university out there, Chicago School of Professional Psychology. Sounds really prestigious because there is something called the Chicago School, which is like really, really, really kind of like famous in history, right? Well, this is kind of like the University of Phoenix model. They've got little, little fucking things everywhere. And I, I'm not, I don't know what they're, I don't know the quality of their education, but there's this, in psychology, there's this big fucking APA accreditation, man. It's like, so if you're going to spend all this fucking time getting your doctorate, the program's got to be APA accredited. And if it's APA accredited, then you can like quote practice. If it's not, it's just like saying that, you know, I got a PhD I can't do anything with, but please call me doctor when I fucking mow your lawn or whatever the fuck, man. And so they, uh, you know, they, they kind of got fucking through the, 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 the sinkhole and it's deceptive. It's weasel, man. And it's, you know, and these are the times that just kind of people are good. I talked about this last night, man. I talked about this last night. People, her herbs and wonders, peace and love to that name. Radio Parless, peace and love to you, man. Peace and love. I'm going to follow herbs and wonders. 
I would like to learn more about whatever's going on. I need some herbs and wonders because I'm going to the dentist today because I'm an old fucking man. Um, it, it's like, you know, I've taken care of my teeth my whole life, man, but I boxed, right? And it's as a youth, my last, my last quote fight. And thank God, I, I think it was fucking, I think it was 19. And it was this military thing. And yeah, I fancied myself as a pretty good boxer. And this fucking dude, and we were wearing headgear, he hit me, and I saw fucking the afterlife, dude. And that was it. I was done. I was like, no more of this, man. Thank God, man, because, you know, holy shit. I mean, it was like, good morning, Howard. Peace and love, man. Okay, so getting back, since you guys just joined us, two things, a couple things, a couple things. We're not going to do the 9 o'clock show because I got my fucking dental appointment. That's not going to take that long, but. It's teeth cleaning. It's old man teeth cleaning, man. It's funny too because they've got this woman that works in the clinic. This is this is a huge dynamic in this town. This town has a good morning, Super Cooper, Hannah, Fama, and three ninety. Peace and love, man. Peace and love. Welcome to the morning show. Anyway, so um, I'm all over the place. I let, let's we'll, we'll start with a couple things. Let me slow it down. I am actively trying to get somebody from the American Crime Journal in here. I, he just wrote me. He's interested in coming in. He's been working with an investigative journalist named Lynn Packer. I'm not a journalist. That's not what this podcast is about, right? But there's something going on that fascinates me with a nonprofit, and um, and and I and I believe that this nonprofit is corrupt. I believe that they're laundering money. I believe that they've got, I believe that one of the things that they're doing, and you see churches do this to try to hide money. A lot of really rich nonprofits do things like what I'm going to describe. They'll have several layers where it's like fucking impossible to tell who does what. But intermixed in these layers of corporations will be, quote, profit entities and nonprofit entities, which do nothing more than to fucking legally fucking launder money so you don't have to pay taxes on it um it's not transparent and and so why well, i i mean i i want everybody to have their fucking path to the mount fuji man i just don't like to see people get exploited financially especially when you're vulnerable and the world is chaotic and you and you look at afghanistan and you're like holy shit i want to do my part well hey man donate to our fund because we've got quote hit teams extraction teams you know, all ready to go, man. All you got to do is donate to our fund and we'll be in there and we'll rescue everybody, man, because it's no problem. Former insurance salesmen and a bunch of fucking white dudes from the suburbs, man, they can catch a commercial flight and descend in Afghanistan. So just donate to the fucking fund. Don't ask any questions, man, because it's all top secret. We'd love to share the finances with you and who's doing what, but you got to understand, man, this is a top secret operation, man. These are operators. Blah, 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 blah. So I want to have them on because there are a lot of good organizations out there and a lot of people that are doing good work. And, and there are a lot of people like me, assholes, douchebags, that wanted to do a non There's no way I would ever do a nonprofit. Not after seeing what I'm doing. I'm not saying they're corrupt. I'm just saying that I, I, there's just no way. 
No way, because there's so many bad actors in the space right now that I see that it's turned me off that I just don't want any guilt by association. So, you know, my work, I'm just going to have to figure out how to do it a different way. Um, but it's not going to be 501c3. I, I just, I, 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 I don't know. I don't, I, it's just, I cannot believe the scams going on. I, I mean, hey, this is the Art of Floundering Podcast, man. Uh, donate to my PayPal, man. I am going to rescue people that are hostages up in fucking, there are dispensaries here that are keeping marijuana plants hostage against their will. I'm going to set up a nonprofit, man. We're going to send extraction teams of trained botanists with special forces fucking capability. And we're going to fucking extract the fucking hostage hemp plants and set them free. So please donate to my fucking fund. I would love to tell you more detail, but it's a top secret operation. It takes a lot of money to pull these off. But man, how can you put a dollar figure on the life of a hemp plant? Really? Are you going to sit there? You selfish fucking person huh look at you how can you sit there in the comfort of your air conditioning while the suffering is going on man donate to my nonprofit, man it's not a great way to start the monday right but anyway it'll be interesting because i i really and like i said i wrote i wrote these organizations and i wrote this dude and i said hey i got i don't have an axe to grind man i just there's fucking buku stuff that's not good that's being said about you I'd like that. I really want to, I mean, I want to believe these guys are on the up and up, man. I mean, please tell me that we have not sunk so fucking low as human beings that we're going to try to capitalize on suffering for money. Please tell me that's not where we're at. Please tell me our country is not devolved deep into that. I mean, there's so many things that, 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 we can go wrong. That I've gone wrong. We all fuck up. We all make mistakes. Not we all lie. I've lied often. You know, not you just it happens. You know, do I look good in this? You look fantastic. The show was great. You know, that kind of thing. But lie, lie, of course, man. Yes, I have been dishonest in my life. Now I don't think I've I've done I've been dishonest for financial gain. Like big time financial gain. I may have like, well, let me think here. I stole, I mean, I, I, you know, I've done, I had a criminal empire, man. I shoplifted when I was in third grade. Had these fucking, this fucking dude, man. My asshole friends, peer pressure story. I'm in third grade. Gee whiz, can we, can we, why don't we go read scripture and do good things, kids? I'm a good kid, man. I'm going to go do my homework and read scripture and think about my future. Hey, Will. That's not what the cool kids are doing, man. The cool kids go to this new fucking strip mall and there's a candy store there and we steal candy, dude. You want to be like us? Ooh, you guys are dangerous. Uh, Will Dick's not one of the cool kids. He won't go shoplifting. Wah. Mom, dad, everybody makes fun of me at school, man. They won't let me play fucking whatever fucking stupid ass game they're playing. Gee whiz, we really feel bad. I'll, I'll try to fit in. Hey, okay, golly gee, I guess I'll do it, man. So there I am. Fucking looking around, fucking third grade, man. I'm getting ready to do my first fucking theft. I'm fucking sweating. My palms are fucking freaking out. I'm like, oh, God damn, man. I can't do this. Then I see it. I said, I, I got to fit in. If I don't fucking steal something and come out the store with my, my fucking, I won't fit in. I won't be a cool kid. So there it was, man. A piece of gum. Um, it's that, that individually wrapped bubble gum, which to this day I fucking love. But bubble, whatever it's called, man. I can't find it anywhere, which is a good thing because I'll fucking just go through it. I would sit in a fucking hammer. We'll come back to that story later. So anyway, 
So I take the piece of gum and I'm sweating. And then I fucking get out of the store and it's fucking victory. And I remember the second I get out of the store and I show my friends the gum and I get ready to put it in my mouth. I'm like thinking, this is pretty cool. I'll start doing this all the time. Fuck, fuck getting a job and doing what my parents are doing. Right. Just then this old fucking dude puts his hand on my shoulder. Young man, would you come with me? And I'm like, fucking what? What? And he's fucking with me. He goes, we saw you put something in your pocket. And then I, I, I proceed down the fucking path of lying and a third graders intellect with a grown person, an adult. That's not a matchup. This guy was just fucking with me. So then he does something, which, you know what? Big props to this dude, because whatever he did, it straightened me out, dude. I, I wish I can find this guy because he was really because he fucking put the fear of fucking whatever into me, man. He goes, look, I'm going to let it slide. I've seen a lot of people come through this store like this and do this kind of thing. And I, I, I think you're going to wind up in jail anyway. I don't think there's any hope for you, but I'm going to let it slide. But I don't ever want to see you in this store again. And if I see you in this store with your parents, I'm going to come up to them and tell them what you did. So holy shit, man. I'm like, whew, I got off, but now I got this fucking guilt hanging over my head. I don't want to tell my parents and disappoint them, man. I didn't get caught. I got caught, but we didn't alert the authorities, man. Fucking third grade privilege kicking in, dude. And so now, now, about a couple months later, I'm with my mom. Hey, why don't we go into that store? And and she would mention something I want to get, like a fucking Coke or something. I, no, no, no. I boarded that store like the plague. You know, and I never, it's just so, anyway. That was my first shoplifting. That was really the only time I, that was the only time I shoplifted. Any other crime, crime, well, crime, any other fucking pinches I have from the law, all related to being a douchebag alcoholic, drunk, you know, public intox. That was later in life, man. But, well, there was one, there was another thing. I, they, they, they said it was, they said it was stealing a car. I, 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 I still to this day disagree. It wasn't, I wasn't the person driving. It wasn't, it wasn't his car, but he said he got permission to drive. Anyway, long story, but I was a kid, but I wasn't directly involved, but indirectly. So anyway, back to what we're talking about. I have a dental appointment. This town is a trip. Let me tell you why this town is a trip. <clears throat> People come here to retire. This is in parts unknown, Colorado, around where the Royal Gorge is. There's Colorado Springs. There's Pueblo. Colorado Springs, decent. It's actually a pretty nice town. Decent sized town. And Denver, which is fucking huge. Anyway, and it's parts unknown, which is like, you know, 35 miles away from fucking Colorado Springs. So, you know, you're in a little small town and da 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 Not where I thought I'd live, but, you know, this is, it's good for a guy with a bad back. I don't have to deal, I, you know, this, I don't have to deal with a lot of fucking people in traffic to get the doctors and shit. So right now it's cool, but people come here to retire, which means people, people always have the same rap. I'm ready to retire. I don't need to do anything. I got my hobbies in my garden and my fishing and whatever it is. They t it's look, dude, I'm 56. I've heard every fucker. It, it, it's like, you know, it, it, I, this is what's going it, to, it's already happening to me and I'm fucked up. Um, after about six months of it, you start to fucking real. You, you can't turn off social programming and how we're wired, man. You go, oh, I'm not productive. So if they go back out and they do something part time to keep from going fucking crazy because they realize 
fucking what reti- retirement is like. This is what retirement's like. Being a kid that's moved into a neighborhood with no other kids. At least this is what retirement's for a guy like me who was like forced into, quote, early retirement. Because none of my peer group, they're all working. They're all like fucking, you know, and I'm like, can anybody come out and play today? It's like, dude, it's fucking Tuesday. It's 10 a.m. Man, I got a job. Well, geez, can't you get away from that job and come smoke weed with me? What am I supposed to do? So they realize there's really they got to do something. Right. But they're old, which means they're not going to put up a lot of fucking bullshit. And so it's a really trip tripped out with old people work, old people that don't put up a lot of bullshit working in the service economy is a fucking fun dynamic, man. I just, I just stopped going out because you're not going to get, you're just going to get fucking bitched at. Hey, I ordered a hamburger, man. You brought me out a salad. Well, fuck you. That's all you're going to get. I had to, I swear to God, I swear to God, I go in this restaurant, I order like a fucking sandwich, whatever it is, sandwich, but with lettuce and tomato and then a side salad so the sandwich comes out dude and there's no side salad and i'm thinking off oh, i've already already realized the lay of the land man you got to be very careful man these don't fucking go off on you and i say hey man really sorry i know how busy you are and i know how high maintenance i'm being wanting my order to be correct gee whiz i'm sorry but gosh do you think i can get the salad that's on the ticket but didn't come out with the mail and she goes, do you not have lettuce and tomato on your sandwich? And I go, yeah. And she goes, then why do you need me to bring out a salad? You already have salad. And I'm like, okay, man. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. I, you know, I, I hope your kids will call you one day. I know they haven't talked to you in years, man. I don't know why you seem like real pleasant. You know, I'm sure none of the kids are traumatized and they have nothing but good things to say about all fucking ma and judging by her interaction with me. I wonder what it was growing up with ma. Hey, Ma, class, shut up. So anyway, in the dental office, and she's like, a dental hygienist that's retired, that's back and she runs the office. Even the fucking dentist is afraid of her. I mean, the fucking, I mean, I'll ask the dentist a question. She goes, well, I need to check with Marge. I'm like, dude, are you not the fucking owner of this fucking operation? Do you got to run every fucking thing by, I mean, but I get it, dude. I get it. First day I came in there, man, I, I mean, she fucking reset me. So I, I know my, you know, I know how to, I know how to handle Mars, man, but it's an interesting town. It's an interesting town. And the thing that's, the thing that's, and I don't know, you know, I don't know the age of people that are out there. I'm assuming everybody's fucking younger than me. It seems like everybody's 20 years younger than me these days. And it just happens. It's going to happen to you. If you're 35, you're going to wake up, be 56 and go, what the fuck happened? I promise you. And I know old people told me the same fucking rap. And I didn't listen. And you're not going to listen. And that's okay. Don't listen to what I, please don't. If these things will happen though. They will happen, you know, but as you get older, there's this battle. Okay. And I just think you're battling evolution. It's like, we pretend we're not going to die. At least I do. I spent a lot of my life pretending that was just not a concept, right? Dying and getting hurt. Well, just, that's what happens to other people, man, because I'm conscious in this quote vessel. You know, and I'm not supposed to have that. I'm supposed to observe other people's pain. That's what my role is in life, not be one of the suffering. Well, huh, right? Well, guess what? That's all of us because suffering is a fucking part of this. Fortunately, unfortunately, what, for whatever reason, life is yin and yang, good and bad. And the bad is 
just as important, in my opinion. Otherwise, I mean, if it's not, if it's random, fuck it, it's random, right? But I got to find some way to navigate it, right? Besides going the bad, besides getting into this rap, well, the bad's happened to me because it was something I did. I must say, it's probably because I was beaten off or fucking lied when I was three or did some fucking thing. And now this fucking thing in the sky is all pissed off at me. I'm going to punish this guy. You know, he didn't fucking tell me he loved me in the correct way. Fuck it. Make him fucking give him a spinal injury, right? No, that's not what happened. Probability is an outcome. It's going to happen. We're going to have things. You you grow up. You're going to have an ass. You're going to get sick. They're suffering. It's part of it, right? It's part of it. But with suffering, with with growing old, there's fucking there's, there's things that just make it hard to be pleasant. I mean, my spine, I'm not trying to complain. I'm just giving you a visual. My spine, right, it's going to get better. I'm going to fucking beat all this. But right now it shifts. It's not stable. Which means when I move, it moves left to right, right? That fucking, I, I can't begin to describe the pain. It's not fun. And it's really hard to like have a good disposition. Now, I know what to do now. You know, you just you just learn how to live your life in a way that doesn't bring on pain, which is very, you, you say debilitating. Yeah, it is. I mean, there are things I don't do because I, I, I make, I do the fucking calculus. I go, you know what? I ain't going to fucking happen because I can't fucking handle being racked up in pain for the next 12 hours. But sometimes it'll be worth it. Like coming up here when I had to go from Oklahoma to here, move here, I knew, I knew at the end of that car trip, I would be a fucking wreck. But there was no way to get up here. So I just said, okay, man, we're just, you know, told my family, I said, it's, it's going to be fucked up when I get there. You're going to fucking want to shoot me. You're going to want to fucking take me out and shoot me. And I'm going to ask you to do that. But anyway, that's that. But as you get older, these things, you, you, you say like, well, I'll never do this. I'll never do this. Some of the things I said at work, I would look at older people. And I worked in government service. So there, it, what's... One of the good things, there's a, one of the one of the really benefits I got was working in a multi generational workplace. I don't think you can beat that. I mean, um, that was and, and as a manager, you know, I, I and so I got to work with people from all walks of life and all generations, and we 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 often don't talk about the diversity within a regional diversity, you know, but the diversity within generations is fascinating, you know, the different drivers because they grew up with different experiences. For example. I didn't grow up, you know, with 9-11 happening when I was in elementary school. 9-11 happened. I was an adult. Um, and then all the things that followed 9-11 these past 20 years. So I often, when I feel like I'm disconnected with the youth and I'll, and I'll, I'll feed into the, you know, oh, well, you know, they're just, it's not that. It's, you know, it's a real disconnect when I'm talking to somebody that's, let's say, 25. And I go, hey, I'm 56, man. Look, you need to get with the program because, you know, and I'm coming from a frame of reference like of stability. What What's stability? You know, like if you look at the past two years, I mean, think about what if you're an adult, right? if you're an old fuck like me and you look at the past two years, you go, wow, that's been unstable. Well, think about if you're 25, what it's been unstable their entire life, man. And I wonder what the result of that will be, what will drive that generation for like careers, how they look at careers and institutions and stuff like that. I argue that because of the instability, the things that we looked at for stability, i.e. religion, uh, 
academic institutions, these these grand institutions that we built that that represent stability. Man, I to a younger generation, I I don't know. You know, I'm not saying it's good or bad, but generation, the difference in generations fascinates me because of the frame of reference that shapes them. So anyway, getting back to the old farts, I'd sit around there fucking work. This is when I first got hired and I was a dipshit. I was like, wow, man, uh, I want to be at the top of this fucking food chain, right? Instantly, I looked and I saw these gray hair old farts. I was younger and I thought, okay, this is, and I, and you know, you, you, and they would always do like things take time. And I was like, you fucking retired and place all this shit. Then I realized, then I realized something as, as I grinded in corporate America and, um, I started realizing something. It wasn't laziness. It was wisdom, man. It was like, I'm not going to get worked over the shit that you're getting in. And I gradually started seeing it going like, and I, I, and I said this, why couldn't I have been, this chill when I was 35, right? Why couldn't I have had this fucking knowledge, right? And just like not gotten so wrapped up. But you do, you do. But the one thing that scares me about the aging process is fear of learning things new, of not being open to new things. I fight that, man. I want to always be open. I want to always be evolved. I want to always, life is fluid, man. You know, I heard somebody say, if you're the same that you were 20 years ago, you've wasted 20 years of your life kind of thing, right? Like if you're 40, if you're the same at 40 that you were at 20, right? So life is fluid. But one of my biggest fears is, is just that I, I just give up. I don't want to learn anything. I don't, I don't fuck with me. And I'm just going to sit here and just mark time. You know, having said that, that day is probably coming. And not anytime soon, but I, I recognize that I got to stop fearing a lot of this stuff. Right? Fear. Oh, I don't want that to happen to me. And just not, hey, man, how about just fucking not being a jerk off right now, this second? What's going to happen is what's going to happen. You know, none of us, like, I, 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 I think social media is, you know, it's, it's really, God, it doesn't take a genius to sit here and fucking say social media is fucked up. Well, what compelling fucking podcast material is that? Hey, man, listen to the Art of Floundering podcast. This guy's really insightful. He's saying social media could be a problem. I realize that's not earth-shattering news. But, you know, this, this – for example, when I first started Facebook – kicking and fucking screaming. I, I didn't want to be on social media. I just, you know, I just viewed it as fucking silly. But I got on because, you know, that's what all the cool kids were doing. So in 2008, I got on. I remember I was in the hospital, 2008. And I'm looking at this thing and and everybody is like, hey, this is what I had for dinner. And, my, and I'm just like, who gives a fuck about this? So my first post was like I farted or something. And then I think my second was, hey, man. They just pulled the catheter out, man. It's really cool. I'll be posting pictures later. Those were my posts. And I was like, you're, you know, um, but you know, we, we, we present what we want to present, you know, and, uh, it's, it's easy to have two separate realities in, in the social media world, which makes, um, just 
it, it just without without us even consciously fucking knowing it, it's happening. We're human. We're you know, we're all can be manipulated. None of us are fucking above or beyond the shit that's coming at us, right? I'm not. I you know. TikTok, I fucking despise TikTok. Yet there I was this morning. I fucking despise TikTok. TikTok, you, I, I'm, I'm shot. We should be insulted by TikTok. Let's get insulted. Look what TikTok's making people do. What is this fucking song? If I hear this fucking uh, fancy like, this fucking song, fancy like, with every fucking Yahoo fucking doing this stupid ass fucking dance, which is really. It's not about the dance. Have you just look, notice the fashion choices of the people dancing. Is this really a, a celebration of this fucking fancy like Applebee's and every other fucking redneck fucking suburban fucking dream you have? Or is this an opportunity to show off that butt thong? Right? Come on, man. Let's not feed into this. Please. We're going to. We're going to, and and I'm not going to get upset. It, it just it disappoints me. I'm right there with you. It just disappoints me. You would think we'd be more involved than fucking TikTok. You know, TikTok was developed by China. I'm not like you know, but the Chinese are good at like thought control things. What do you think TikTok is? Hey man, there's fucking chaos going on in the world. Yeah man, go on TikTok, make a video to fancy like. Yeah, that'll be cool. We'll do that. The world is blowing up and I'm going to, it's, it's kind of cool. And in a way it's a kind of a fun statement. Like, fuck it, man. There's that aspect to it. But I, I view TikTok as like something developed for, you know, just to, just to keep the, keep, keep the fucking sheep passive. You know, that's just me. I mean, they're all the same way, but TikTok's just obvious in what it is. Right. It's just obvious. So, but People are probably saying, you're just saying that because you're old. And that's my fear. Am I saying this about TikTok because, I, because I'm just some old fuck that's afraid of change? Or am I saying it because it's actually a, 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 a true a comment that represents reality? That's what scares me. My reaction to TikTok scares me that I'm getting closed-minded because I fucking despise it. I fucking despise TikTok. I think TikTok is pure fucking evil. I know people, hey, look, you can agree with me. We can be friends. This is just my ridiculous fucking opinion. I'm not married to it. We're not going to lose fucking family relationships over it or defriend because I'm an anti-TikToker. I'm not going to, if you're into it, I get it. I wish I, it, look, I'm jealous. I'm jealous that I can't surrender to the TikTok craze. I just can't do it. I've tried. I just can't. And so that's my, that's my TikTok thought. Okay. I'm going to go to the news real quick, just to read the headlines. No comments, no, no politics. This is a politic free. This is a dogma free podcast. I did. Now I want to clarify that. I like talking about current events. I love talking about current, what's going on in the world. And it's hard. I, I've made this mistake. I am no saint. I try not to personalize this like this candidate's because that's divisive. And the last thing we need right now is my uninformed opinion, right? Because it is uninformed. I, full disclosure to, to anybody new listening to this, 
the world is a very new place for me after being away. So a lot of the dynamic is me trying to fucking understand what the hell is going on here, man. You know? And so, um, I love to talk about what's going on, but I, I realize, man, some of the, everything's politicized and I'm, I'm still trying, I'm still not up on what are political topics. So if I say something that's divisive, I'm not doing it on purpose. I just don't know what, what news has been politicized yet. So now that I've got that out of the way, can we, let's start with BBC. I really do like hitting them a lot because it's just a, it's outside perspective, not as much investment. So there's a little bit less kind of personal thing thrown in. Okay, so here we go. Headlines. No extension for foreign troops, Taliban warn. The Taliban warn they won't move a deadline for troops to leave Afghanistan as evacuation efforts continue. Resistant group says ready to take on Taliban. The group says it wants to pursue peace, but if that fails, it claims it has thousands of fighters ready. Okay, well, that's the BBC. Um, Tennessee flash flood kills 22 with dozens missing. Hours, not weeks, for UK evacuation. That's uh, BBC. I'm going to go to some domestic news real quick. Oh, boy. You know, uh, before I read the story, I think it's interesting when I, what I see news networks do with pictures. Um, you know, they'll, 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 you, you know, pay, pay real close attention to the pictures that news networks use because they're, they realize we're not, we're going to read the headline and not the story. And they try to tell a picture. They try to tell a story in the picture and, and all networks, I think it's safe to say that the major networks that we have would be a little bit biased, you know, all of them. The main, I'm talking like your CNNs, your MSNBCs, your Fox. Um, I, I think if somebody would say, hey, they, they lean a certain way, I think that's probably fair to say. At least that's kind of what I think. And both are guilty. I mean, like, for example, Fox will show some of the most unflattering pictures they can possibly find of Biden. And MSNBC, CNN does the same thing with Trump. Okay. And so it's a two way street. But as I went to this, this picture, I mean, they just got Biden. He just looks lost in every picture they post, man. I mean, <clears throat> so anyway, here's the headline Taliban rejects Biden's suggestion that U.S. may extend deadline for Afghan withdrawal. West Coast riots, armed fringe group battles in Portland as police reportedly look on. Ex-CIA director panned over tweet aimed at Trump supporters. Uh, I believe this guy, what did he say? Uh, there was an ex-CIA director that um, he compared the Taliban to Trump supporters, I believe. And he's getting, uh, he's getting some heat for doing that. I believe that's what he did yesterday. Anyway, that's the headlines. Let's get away from that. This is not a news show. But that's what's going on in our world. I do also believe. Um, and please, I'm not, a, I'm not an informed human being, man. I'm, I am, uh, I am out here in the middle of nowhere trying to attempt to come back into the world. So, um, I'm away from a lot of this, but I know there was a storm headed for the East here and, uh, tidal wave of flood waters overtook Tennesseans in minutes and killed 21, including seven month old twins. Wow, man. Mother nature has been on a fucking war path this fucking summer, man. 
Okay. So I wonder, you know, all of us psychologically, when we, when you look at the amount of information that gets beamed to us, right? Constantly. Everything's a fucking advertisement. Everything is product placement. Every fucking thing, you know? And, uh, I mean, and even these podcasts are, you know, we'll put our fucking brands all over our fucking shit. You know, so we're all product placing. We're all messaging. We're all selling something. Me too. I'm trying to get people to listen to this or whatever. You know, I'm trying to get people to watch my crazy puppet show. So I'm, 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 I'm throwing out a message. Here's, here's one of trillions that are getting thrown at us every day. Come see this. Come watch this. Come follow this. Come buy this. Do this. And on top of that. The other messages outside your door is fucking chaos. And the, and the dominant narrative is we're falling apart and we're divided and we're worst off and we've never been as divided and, and we're at the brink of something bad. And that's a dominant narrative, man. And then, sorry, the dogs are barking. They'll calm down in about one minute. It's, it's a morning thing with the chickens, man. So I apologize, man. I try to work around it, but we're doing it earlier than normal. So, and when they bark, it's hard for me to focus. So let's enjoy the dogs barking. Now they stop. Those fuckers, man. They'll never be good podcasters, man. They don't bark on cue. But anyway, so they're still fucking going. Jeez. Jesus Christ, man. These poor fucking dogs are driving me nuts. All right. So now they almost, almost. Now they're there. Okay. So sorry about that, man. So we get these, it's like, you know, I'm selling. Everybody's selling. We're posting on social media. Hey, look what I made. Hey, my kid's going here. Hey, man, I'm going to live my authentic life or we'll make these fucking speeches. Hey, I don't normally take a stand, but gosh darn it. I'm going to fucking, I'm going to get on my soapbox and, you know, John or Jane Q public and I'm going to say my piece, right? And got all this bombarded at us and fucking bad news and oh shit. And then you got the talking heads telling us, holy fuck, it's, it's so bad that we're no longer capable of getting along. Not only the, the entire world, we're, we're, you know, fuck that dominant narrative, man. How true is it? Separate yourself from the noise. How true is it? Granted, we have a tendency to fucking live in bubbles and echo chambers. I acknowledge that. But I argue that this is not an unsolvable fucking situation. But it will, and this is, it will, it will require on the part of all of us and, and no government program is going to do this. There's no program that's going to do this. This is called time, but we're just going to have to start coming to the conclusion, right? That this quote problem is not going to be solved by anybody but ourselves and a meme is not going to solve it and post I stand with or a fucking banner on your profile picture that you are committed to a cause doesn't do dick it and I'm not trying to be rude but in a quote results oriented world posting I stand with and then going about your life doesn't do dick And I've confused that sometimes, me personally. I'll go, wait a minute. I don't, like, I, and I, I tell this story all the time, but I'm going to tell it one more time. 
when I was in grad school. I, I'd worked with, in extremism. I had studied it when I lived in southern Idaho, and the thought process is fascinating. Me, I, I'm an engineer, so I didn't go down that career field. But when I was in grad school, I was like, maybe this is an opportunity to really do what I want. And I was trying to develop an AI system for extreme behavior. And it, it sounds – I never followed through on it. But and this was the early 2000s. The assault data on trans women – was unfucking believable, and and when you drilled down, you can and you were like, "Wow, trans women who are working in the underground economy, probably." And I'm not. This is not liberal thinking. This is logic. Probably, they're in the underground economy not by choice, but more often probably because somebody's like, "I'm not going to hire you because you look funny." And nobody will give somebody a shot because of who they are, the way they look, or how they present, right? And so here they are. And the fucking assault data was unfucking believable And I was like, holy shit, I haven't heard this. No one's talking about this. And they started talking about it when the Black Lives Matter started with uh, Floyd again. When, you know, when that, you started hearing some talk of it for a little bit. But I remember seeing that. And I go, man. That is fucking unbelievable, right? It it was one of those things that 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 changed me, that changed my outlook. Seeing that, because I realized I didn't do any action. We'll get to that, but I realized there's a lot of people here in this country that are just just being victimized, man, and we're really kind of like sweeping it under the rug. And what did I do with all that? Somebody else will take care of it, but uh, you know I'm. I, you know, I'm, and, and, and so a lot of apathy, a lot of apathy, a lot of apathy during that 20 years, man. So, you know, I had everything I'm ranting, I did, you know, but a meme I stand with, in my opinion, doesn't add up to dick. I believe, and this is really simple. This is what I'm doing. Fuck it. I, I can't control the world. I can just control me. So I just try to get out of my echo chamber. For example, you know, this is a really small town. And this is a small town that I believe is afraid of anything on the outside, that people have worked hard, you know, the, the rap. So I, I, I understand their fear, I guess. Um, but, you know, they've got this political headquarters, you know, here in town. And there's pictures of candidates and all this stuff. And everybody goes, don't go in there, man. They're real mean. And I'm like, fuck that shit. And so I went in and I'm making up. Sorry about that. It's my alarm telling me it's time to get up. Um, I'm trying to make it a point to, to go there every day. And I go sit in there and I have lunch with the, the old timers that are volunteers. And I talk to them. Not about that shit. Because I, quite frankly, I, you know, it's, it's Looney Tunes. But other shit. Other shit that we can connect on, right? Other stuff. All that other stuff, those conversations, they, they may come one day, but I'm trying to get to know people as human beings, not as uh, sound bites, you know, uh, uh, Facebook posts, caricatures, human beings. And uh, I think, um, and I don't think that's something, you know, in, 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 in going further, 
there, there's there's no need to virtue signal this. Oh, this post this and uh, what a great you know, none of this. Just do this. You don't need to fucking announce it. You don't need to fucking you know track it, post it on fucking TikTok or whatever the fuck it is we do that makes it feel like our day is valid because there's a digital fucking footprint we're leaving behind. Just do it. But these are the things, and I think I argue that our younger generation is going to get tired of wokeism. Is going to get tired of of a lot of, of being told that we're not, and are just going to say, we're, we're, we're done. We're done listening to these systems drone on about how to fix this problem. And we're going to do it ourselves. And we're just going to go out and start talking because I do believe that my daughter's generation and above, you know, people that are younger than me do have, do have a great perspective on this world. And, and, and it's idealistic. Of course it is. And idealism gets beat out of you. Of course it does. Because, you know, quote, the real world and the big picture. But what impresses me about the younger generation is it hasn't been beat out of them yet. Right? There's, you know? And we will learn. There are ways to be effective in, in a system for change. You know, there are two different things. One is ranting and raving and pointing out a problem. That's easy. All of us can do that. Solving the problem, working together and actually producing a result, that's the challenge. I think if we could stop, if we could just start focusing on it, and it's, that's how I managed it work. You know, I'm not saying I was good or bad, but I didn't really, you know, I mean, even like, you know, governments, it's pretty fucked up with some of the rules, but I like, I wouldn't have dress codes and shit. It's like, look, this is the project. This is the thing. I had developers, man. You can't fucking, you can't throw a lot of fucking rule on software developers. No fucking way, dude. And so it was like, look, man, wear your flip flops, do your fucking vibe. You know, it's the result. I don't, you know, I don't care about how you present in a staff meeting. I don't care about all this other minutia, man. It's just, let's get, I mean, so I think if we could just start focusing less on the noise and what I'm going to do and my memes and, the uh, and here's my pont here's my proclamation about how I'm going to, and just do it, right? Just do it. Just go have a conversation. If you, if you're not a Trump, let's just say you're so politicized. Okay. That somebody that has a Trump flag hanging in their yard. And for the record, I didn't vote for Trump in both elections. Just so you know, not that I, that, that doesn't matter, but that doesn't mean if somebody has a Trump flag, hang, I was like, oh, fuck them. Come on, man. I, I understand. I understand because of what we see on TV. And I understand they may say some ridiculous things. And, and that's okay, man. Um, you got to ride that out. Um, Joe Rogan had a gentleman on his podcast, Daryl Davis. He, uh, Daryl Davis, African-American was able to get people to leave the Ku Klux Klan. Not immediately, not, not because he posted a meme or he shamed them or canceled them. Not because of any of that, because he sat down and as hard as it was for this guy, and this guy I believe is a fucking incredible human being. This guy is a fucking example of coexistence. And he tabled that 
And he said, I just wanted to try to understand how this person learned to think the way he did. And that was his approach. And over the course of years of having conversations, not arguments, a conversation that was based instead of, I'm not here to prove you wrong. That's not my mindset. My mindset coming into this conversation is not to show you that you're wrong, but it's to understand you because you're my neighbor and to find out how we could coexist with some different opinions. But anyway, along the way, these guys were able to see that their path was not congruent with how they were evolving, getting to know Daryl and they left. And there's a bunch of them that he, and how did he do it? And it, it wasn't quick. It took years. Those are the things to do it, but that's actually doing something. That's not fun, right? That require that's, you can't post on that. You can't celebrate that daily on social media or a TikTok video or Twitter and get a lot of likes and followers and be a social media influencer. Right. But those are effective and, if, and get enough people to just resign themselves to do that kind of thing. Then you start seeing change. It's, it's, it's cultural change, not a government program. And, you know, it's going to have to be driven by us. Us as individuals are going to have to reach the point where us, we as an individual are going to do something small. Nothing. Or, I'm not, I'm not going to fucking start something. No, it's small. No one's going to know about no way. I'm not going to make a dent in the big picture, but in a, to maybe one or two people. Well, that just feeds on us, you know, do the math. So that's kind of where I'm at. Um, however, having said that it's, I'm no saint, man. Like I said, it's all I can do to keep from going on a rant on this nonprofit. And I'm, because I'm not a journalist and this is a, you know, yeah, you know, I think it's dangerous, you know, for, to, to have a podcast and just throw out, just fucking shit out. You know, you're just going to shit all over somebody without having fat. I mean, it's just crazy. I had, but I, I want somebody that's really studied this guy and I want these guys to be able to come in here and explain. I mean, I get this guy. They won't because I'm small time and that's fine, you know, but they have the offer, but I'm, I'm here to tell you, you know, I really, really, really want to learn about this because we talk about protecting our neighbor, man. We're all, I mean, I'll speak for myself. I mean, this is not going to sound macho, man. You guys may not want to be my fucking bestest pal because this is not going to be the He-Man podcast. But fuck, dude. I'm vulnerable right now. I'm susceptible, right? And I grew up with a grandfather taught me about every fucking scam that's out there on the street and then some. One of these days I'll post how to bring a dead fly back to life. I will do that. Um, but I, as street smart as I'd like to think I am, I'm human and I get lonely and I get afraid and I get isolated, right? I get scared. What am I going to do? How am I going to take care of things? Oh, wait a minute. This person seems nice, man. This offers me a sense of community. I think I'll get involved with these guys, man. It gives me a, a sense of belonging finally because I'm so isolated. They're telling me what I want to hear, man. They're love bombing me. Holy shit. Maybe I am a good guy. They really seem to like me. That's a good thing, by the way, community. We all need that. 
we desperately need a sense of community and we're going to find that i you know right now i believe we're struggling religions being deconstructed like every it's just unbelievable the, the it, you know and that used to be the go-to for community or one of them one of them right you know um even if you weren't a believer you just kind of like go hey eh, i go because you know i kind of like the people right truthfully full disclosure i was i, I was never I would never classify myself as a fucking uh, believer, right? I'm just, I'm not wired that way. But there are times when you, I don't go anymore, but I used to, I used to go to a, a long time ago, a pretty, pretty high demand church, I guess you would say. Um, but I was never, I never bought into it, right? But as, I mean, like I said, we need community. And so as these things get deconstructed, we're going to be looking for it. I'm just, like I said, coming out of what I've come at, I have to look at, I have to look at people as essentially good. I have to look at this world as a good and just place with good and just people, with people wanting to do that. I have to. If I don't do that, then I start feeding on that negativity. Then I start feeding on what happened to my accident. All the people that quote, fucking did me wrong during that didn't have my back threw me to the wolves and then i fucking an angry bitter old fucking man so whether or not you agree with my assessment that's cool dude i'm just this is what i have to do to get through the fucking day just like somebody may believe in some fucking purple monster in the sky and you go well that's fucking crazy well you know what are they hurting anybody it's how they get through the day none of us have this shit figured out it's you sit long enough, it can be overwhelming, man. And so that's how I get through the day. But knowing that I'm projecting, knowing where I'm at, you know, Mr. Fucking Macho Man, right? Oh, I got it all figured out, right? I came from Jersey, man. Don't tell me nothing about it. I know the streets. I bullshit. I'm just as afraid as anybody else. I'm just as scared as anybody else, man. I'm just as lonely, isolated, and questioning as anybody else, man. And that's a mind fuck, right? Because I lied to myself all these years. Oh, this that's for other people, man. You're stronger. You're used to it, man. And so these organizations capitalize on that, man. They capitalize on your vulnerability. And, they, and I just hate seeing that. I hate seeing that. I mean, I just, it disgusts me. Because not only are you capitalizing on these vulnerable people, but these causes that are really, there are really, there are people that are trafficked. There are people that are getting fucking tortured and abused in this country. But please use your fucking thinking caps. Any quote civilian organization that claims to have a team of trained operators that can go into a foreign country and extract bad people out without any kind of international consequences. Come on. Let's put our fucking thinking caps on, not give this fucking motherfucker another $50 million to put through his various layered organization, man. I'd love to have a, it'd be a boring fucking podcast, but I'd love to have a forensic accountant come in here and talk about the structures of how a, a non, a large nonprofit entity, like, let's just say a church, 
church is always a, re a really big, powerful church with a lot of money is a good one to look at. It, it's not all, but some of them do layered. There's several fucking nonprofit quote entities and profit entities. One feeds into the, it becomes this fucking flow chart of confusing, but at a high level, I'll just sum it all up, man. Too long. Didn't read. We don't want to pay taxes and we want to be able to get as much money into our organization any way fucking possible. And this is how we're doing it because we're really not a nonprofit. Our business is not serving the people that we claim to serve. Our priority is serving our nonprofit. So how are we gonna how are we gonna help the org? See, it become it's the slippery slope because that's how we're programmed. We serve we serve the flag, we serve the country, we serve the team, organization, mission, mission over the welfare of the troops. I heard that all the time in the Marine Corps. Mission first, mission over the welfare of the troops, right? And that was and that in right or wrong that they're yeah you know but that's okay what that does okay everything in balance every life is balanced i'm not proposing i do believe you know as dorky as this sounds and maybe this sounds you know old but i do believe it's important in life to serve causes to serve things that are quote bigger than yourself to be of service i'm a big believer in that i i'm a fuck up you know, and I, and, and, but without sounding too dorky, I, it, it was an honor, it, a privilege. I, it, it was it, to, to have been able to serve. I, I consider it a fucking privilege. It really was to, to have the opportunity to be of service to, 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 to my fucking neighborhood, my country. Right. So, yeah, but there's a slippery slope with that. Because we forget and we're, we're programmed from birth. You know, go team, go. The team comes first. What happens? Well, we naturally will put organizations ahead of us. And we forget why we have these things in the first place. These institutions were put to serve us, not serve themselves. And that's what happens. And that's what's probably happened with this corrupt Nonprofit or just apparently corrupt nonprofit, alleged, suspect. Um, you know, that's I'm no expert, but you go like, well, why won't somebody speak out about corrupt people in an organization? Well, if the culture of our society is, hey, man, you take care of the team first, the flag comes first, you're already ingrained that I got to take care of the institution first. That's more important than this person that's suffering because of the corruption. The individual suffering is less important than the organizational fucking survival. And so we're 180 out. We say, we, we say, and we believe things, right? And we do believe these, but in practice, our behaviors are direct opposite. And once again, there's balance, there's balance. But it's just, and I, I'm, I could be wrong, but that's just kind of like my assessment on kind of how we got to where we're at. I'm not saying it's, you know, bad or good. It's just, like I said, there's, there's good things. You don't want a bunch, you don't want a fucking country of narcissists that are just in it for themselves. So, I mean, there's, you know, there's balance. But I just, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I've become more and more aware of the power of this programming. 
right? And that it is so powerful that it is capable of programming us to believe in what the fucking dominant narrative is outside our doors, whether or not that's real or not. No doubt there's, 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 there's bad shit going on in the world. I'm not denying that. But are we, are we really as divided as, quote, they say they point out? Or think about it. Hey, man, I'm a candidate and uh, I need to, the division's going to keep you in power. The division's going to keep fundraising. The division's going to keep those campaign donations come in. The division's going to keep some of these other nonprofit organizations that are whatever, right? Divisions are, are, are good for keeping power. Follow the money. Who's benefiting from all the division? Is there anybody? Who made money? Who's making a lot of money right now? Who benefits, right? So those are things to look at. I argue there's a financial benefit to all the dissent. And if not a financial benefit, certainly a power fucking benefit. And power is preserved and protected by protecting the status quo, which is this prevailing narrative that we fucking all hate one another and want to own a brink of fucking calling one another poopy pants. No doubt we're a country made up of many different people with a lot of crazy views. But what is so beautiful about the notion of this fucking country, and I still believe in this, and I know it's fucking dorky to say this, but I fucking believe in that notion, man, that we do not have to fucking agree, but fuck, we have to tolerate. We have to tolerate everybody's fucking life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, man. I fucking so believe in those ideals, man. I fucking, I know that sounds dorky and I'm not supposed to, but I so believe in that. I so believe in that. And I think that's an incredible ideal. And it, we're never going to achieve perfection. But I love that ideal. And I think that I think we're going to I think most of us are going to come to this conclusion that we're being tired of taught what reality is. It's like being gaslighted. That's an overused fucking term. And I fucking should pay a fucking dollar into the fucking bullshit fucking jar. Every time I say fucking gaslight or patriarchy, I did two terms that are, I mean, relevant, good, for, but accurate, but just way overused these days. I mean, so I just feel like I'm jumping on a trend. So I apologize for using it, but, um, just unbelievable. But here are the, here are the good, here are the good. Guy started doing a podcast, man. Guy I know in my situation. And, uh, well, he's going to start. This guy's a similar situation that I'm in. He got, got hurt in the military. Hurt real bad. Quadriplegic. And, uh, You know, he's going to start after struggling, dude, struggling with, hey, look at me. I'm a quadriplegic. And I didn't do this on purpose. This happened when 
I was doing things that I thought my country wanted me to do. And I was glad to do them. I was proud to do them. And here I am, back home. But I'm cast out. I'm forgotten about. Any kind of, quote, rehabilitation program is nothing that's going to stretch them. Nothing that's going to challenge them. It's just going to placate, maintain, just sit in the corner. Take the meds, get your VA check, and shut the fuck up. You don't have to do anything with your life. So the good news is people like that are starting to come out of that. And they're engaging in our world. And I, I talk to people like that a lot. And I, and, I, and I see a lot of people that are in these situations that are pushing back. They're saying, this no doubt sucks. This no doubt is not what I want. But I'm going to make it work. I'm going to make this situation work. And not only for me, but for others. This guy wants to help others. Of course he does. That's what happens. I mean, it's how you survive these things. This notion of being a service to others is fucking, look, man, if you're selfish, use it. I'm telling you. It, it sounds cliche and it's, it's not, just get out of your head and try to do something that's helping somebody with a similar thing that you're going through. I fucking shit you not. Either that or smoke weed and do filthy puppet shows like I do. One of those two, they're both. But I shit you not, it does help. But the good news is, is we've got neighbors that we haven't heard from. And I'm not just talking about this guy. I'm talking about, I, I rap about this town, Valley Brook in Oklahoma that everybody ignores. We have all these places and they're getting ready to engage. So the good news is, I believe we're on the brink of a real fucking renaissance here, man. Artistically, creatively, but more important in a human dynamic. I think all of us, all of us want to learn how to better connect. That's the good news. The good news is all of us recognize that things can be improved. We're not delusional. We're not delusional. Right? Things could be improved. So we're all on the same sheet of music. Those are very fucking positive things, man. We don't have to argue whether or not fucking we need to improve. We all agree. We don't have to argue whether or not our human dynamics can be improved. That maybe we need to step back and be a little introspective about where are we going? And why are we going there? And do we need to change course? You know? And, and recognize also that there, there are going to be things that happen that are not fair, that are horrific. And that's the time when the best of us come out. And that's why I get upset when I see the worst of us come out during those times too. They take advantage of us when we're at our best. We're at our best when things are bad. When we see, we're at our best when we come together to solve a fucking human suffering problem, man. We're at our best. 
we're at our fucking best. We drop all of our fucking bullshit. Oh, like, wait a minute. You fucking believe in that fucking book, that religion? Oh, I can't fucking play reindeer. No, all that goes out the door. And you work on helping your neighbor. And that's a fucking great thing. And even though we have the the hucksters over to, to with their fucking hit teams and their extraction teams ready to put your hard-earned money to work and fuck up this 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 thing that I see, that's okay, man, because there's always going to be in with the end. But I see nothing but I see a tremendous amount of upside. Tremendous amount. With that said, one of the upsides I see is I got to go to the dentist right now. So we're going to be back. I'm going to be back with Wes when I get back. I got a tooth cleaned. Should take teeth, tooth. I sound like, hey, man, I got to go get my tooth cleaned. Um, <laughs> I'm getting a teeth cleaned. And so I'll be back after that. It, this is a this is going to be a podcast day with the weather and my health. So we'll be back. Um in the interim, man, I'd really appreciate it if you guys could check out. If you haven't, go to the YouTube page, like and subscribe, get notified. It's different content that's on here. Um, I'd like to think it merges, but there's a couple puppet shows uh, uh, on there. Attack of the Giant Cock, which is the latest release. Um, musical coming up this week. Saturday, we got a musical. That was the challenge that Wes and I gave ourselves. So this weekend, I'm trying to write, I'm trying to write a three-song musical with the puppets. We'll see how that goes, man. Thank you guys so very much from the bottom of my heart from coming on here and listening to me ramble for engaging, for, for sharing, for all the things, man. Um, like I said, you know, I, I got back into this, this particular style of podcasting after being away. And so it's slow going, only been doing this morning stuff for two weeks now, but we bear with us. We're going to, it's, this is never going to be a fucking produced thing. It's going to be organic. It's going to be raw, but I, there, you know, when Wes is on here, it's much better conversation than me babbling. Um, but also, we're going to have some guests. I really hope to get this guy from American Crime American Crime Journal on soon. Um, that would be awesome. But that is another day. Today, I have to go do my thing. Thank you guys so much for listening. Peace and love. And we will talk later today, man. Bye-bye.